Hello everyone, welcome to The Lost Chapters. I am your host, Jacob, and this is our wonderful, wonderfully wonderful co-host, Wade. Oh, how wonderfully wonderful of you to introduce me like that. No, oh, it's just wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, if this is your first time, then you are either at the right place or at the wrong place. But if you're at the wrong place, please stay. We'd love to have you. This is The Lost Chapters. We dive into paranormal things, cryptic things, otherwise just strange things that happen in our world. We've looked at things like sea monsters. Last night we explored an ancient undeciphered disc. Uh, Tree theories. There's a lot that we look at. And we love every single Giraffes. Giraffes in Canada. Yeah. That may or may not have been a Wendigo. I don't really know. But... I don't know. We explored all that and more here on The Lost Chapters. Last week was the Undeciphered Disc. That was a really good one. Um, but I'm super excited for this week's episode. I feel like it's going to be Why is fun. Before we get into it, because I always forget, give us a follow on Twitter for weekly updates at Lost Chapters Pod. Because I always say that at the end, but sometimes people don't listen to the end, which I completely understand. So, give yep. us a follow on Twitter <laughs> at Lost Chapters Pod. Uh, but other than that, we're going to jump right into this. So okay. I'm ready. I want you to finish this little jingle for me, because I know you know it. Everyone in America knows it, okay? Mm. In 1492... Uh, Benjamin Franklin sailed the seas. Actually, yeah, that's completely correct. Uh, this is a theory about why Benjamin Franklin killed Christopher Columbus and took over his body to sail the ocean blue. Solved. <laughs> there was no theory. That's just a fact. <laughs> no, so yeah, in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Everyone learned that in like elementary school if you live in America. It's Honestly, was... I never learned that. Really? Mm-mm. Well, everyone but Wade learned that in elementary school if you lived in America. Um, outside of America, I don't know. I don't know y'all's education systems, but... It's a very common, if you walk up to someone on the street in America, you're like, in, in 1492, they'll probably finish it. Today, we're going to look at that voyage, because, as everyone knows, in 1492, Columbus took three ships, the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Marina, on a long voyage to try and find India, and in reality, he landed on the Caribbean islands and what we now know as Puerto Rico, and then, you know, he proceeded to commit genocide and crimes and whatever all that stuff yeah, everyone knows not, that not the brightest moment no in history wasn't the greatest guy but what most people don't know is that on his journey across the sea him and his crew actually encountered quite a few i say quite a few like four different things that people would consider paranormal to get to puerto rico don't you have to go through a certain trying yes you do and also Uh, that that does play into it okay yeah keep going so i have i have four i'm gonna read directly from columbus's journal today and i have four different stories and we're gonna explore those four stories explore the modernized theories for them and then just give our thoughts at the very end is that copyright no it's uh there's no copyright infringement because it's like public free public use i guess i yep and i I quote Yeah. It's educational. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So, without further ado, 
we'll start with Columbus's voyage and the stories that people have been telling about his voyage. We're going to start with a little writing, um, but before that, i got to give a little bit of disclaimer. Every story I tell today is going to come straight from Columbus's journal, but it's not his actual journal. So Columbus's original journal and his own personal copy of it were both lost and destroyed. And so this is actually what we consider, what historians use as Columbus's journal, is just a rewriting by the grandson of a couple of Columbus's crew. It was his dad and his granddad were on Columbus's crew, and he took stories and what he thought was important and wrote them down, and that's what historians cite as the Columbus's journal. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so... We're going to start with something <laughs> really quick and an easy one to explain. On the entry for January 8th, 1493, off the coast of Rio, Columbus writes, and I quote, On the previous day, when the Admiral had gone to the Rio del Oro, he said he saw three mermaids that came very high up out of the sea, but they were not so beautiful as they were depicted for only after a fashion had human form in their faces. He said that he had seen some on another occasion in Guinea, Guinea yeah, on the coast of Malagreta. So, <laughs> yeah, Columbus and his crew saw mermaids, and surprisingly, this is not the only entry in his journal in which mermaids are mentioned. They also mentioned seeing mermaids off the coast of Liberia, uh, but this time... <laughs> He made sure to point out that the three mermaids that his admiral saw were ugly, and they were swimming Dang. in the sea. Yeah, he's pretty brutal about that. It's not very nice. He said, hey, we saw three mermaids, but they were ugly. That's why we didn't These pick them up. These things were disgusting. <laughs> uh, so, it, that one was actually that was actually a really easy one to explain. It's pretty quick, too. But mermaids were really quite common in most of the literature at the time over there in Europe and that side of the world, they were uh, widely accepted as real in the old world, and they were... just because people were drunk all the time on the ship? Well, it was actually, like, pretty ingrained in their culture as mermaids. Like, I don't know, they had a lot of mermaid stories and tales, and what he actually saw, at least what modern scientists say he saw, were just manatees swimming next uh, to the boat. Um, quite they possibly. do look like ugly women. Yeah, I mean, they have... <laughs> or men. They have faces. They Their faces look like humans. Yep. Just ugly humans. So that's that's a pretty easy one to explain. Yeah, I, I see that. But we're not here for the easy ones. Okay. So we're going to jump right into the next one. Um, Aliens. So... <laughs> <laughs> now you're getting into the Yeah, good now we stuff. get into the good stuff. We're getting into the meat and potatoes of this entire journey. Alright. So, another little disclaimer here. A lot of these stories, if you look for them nowadays, they've been popularized and played up. Um, but I'm taking excerpts straight from his journal. Because if you look at it, like, as early as, like, 1800s, they were drama... Uh, dramatizing is that the right word they were dramatizing dramatized dramatizing these uh stories <laughs> another thing about the journal is that it reveals that columbus was lying to his crew very often <laughs> he was lying okay. to them about how long they sailed and the distance they were sailing so that's gonna play into it a little bit but 
We're going to start with Sunday, September 15th, 1492. Columbus and his crew were sitting on the deck of a ship. It was nighttime. And of course, you know, they were sailing. That's all you do on a ship. <laughs> and if you if you know anything about sailing, you know when sailing at night, the crew watches stars. Uh, they most commonly focus on the North Star, because that is where their compass points to. And the they also look at constellations in the sky. They map things out to get bearings about where they are. Right, as you do. As you do. So... While they were watching the sky, they were watching the stars, the journal states on that night, September 15th, they sailed that day and night 27 leagues and a few more on their route on their route west. And on this night, at the beginning of it, they saw a marvelous branch of fire fall from the sky into the sea, distant from them about four or five leagues. Uh, other accounts that if you look up and some biographies of Columbus state that this light did not just fall from the sky, uh, but it plunged into the sea and then actually lifted right back out of the sea again into the sky. Huh. How far is a league? Okay, so a league is actually three miles, so four to five leagues would be 12 to 15 miles. That's pretty far. It is, but you also gotta remember it's the ocean, so it's completely flat. So, okay. you can see pretty far. I mean, I mean, I walk outside right here in West Texas, and I can see... That's true. ...the next true. town over. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. So, it's not... I mean, it's it's far, but it's not too far. You know, 15 miles is... depending. Yeah, it's not ridiculous. I don't know. It's quite possible they did not see it fall into the sea, but they did see yeah. the fire in the sky. Mm -hmm. um, and what this... You know what this is theorized as they scientists claim that columbus and his crew saw a meteor burning in the sky and landing in the yeah. ocean and that's not believable you know it's it's aliens you know in my mind yeah that alien ship went down into the water did its thing and then came back up because that's that's what aliens do yeah i can also see like if you're on the ship and then drunk Frank over here comes by. <laughs> Did y'all see that goddamn fireball into the water? <laughs> it landed right over there. It landed right over there. <laughs> I mean, you know, I could see that happening. Oh, totally. And, you know, I don't know. <laughs> we know Columbus was not a morally right man. So I don't see him keeping his crew very, uh, <laughs> very sober. No, definitely <laughs> not. He was also... The entire voyage, he was on the verge of having a mutiny overrun him, so he kind of just let them do what they wanted to do, so he didn't get mutinized. Yeah, I mean, nothing else you can do when you're on the... Yeah. Stuck on a ship. Exactly, going across the entire ocean and being lied to the entire time. So... Yeah. I, there's... There's some theories later, I'll jump into some other theories, but what they think it was was a meteor burning in the sky and falling, landing in the ocean. Yeah. Cool. That's one. The next one we're going to okay. talk about also involves the stars. So, like you said earlier, what people don't actually think about is Columbus did sail through what is now known as the Bermuda Triangle. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Boom. Yeah, exactly. And as we all know, the Bermuda Triangle is a weird hotspot in the ocean where things just disappear, whether that be people or ships, planes. Uh, there's a lot of issues with navigation when you're going through the Bermuda Triangle. 
sea monsters. Sea monsters. There's like reports uh, of mist that just comes out of nowhere, and yep. people going into the Bermuda Triangle, literally disappearing. Yeah, either never coming out or disappearing for like five or six hours, and then popping up like halfway across the world. Yeah, it's crazy. We can do an entire episode on the Bermuda Triangle because it is so weird. We definitely need to because I love that. Oh yeah, it's on the list. We have a list. But yeah, he sailed through the Bermuda Triangle, and uh, some crazy things happen. So, of course, all ships have a navigator, right? And this right. this job, I don't I don't remember. I don't know ship etiquette. I don't know if it rotated or if there was just a specific guy, but I know in the journal it states a navigator would keep track of the North Star and constellations and watch the compass because the compass is always supposed to be pointing towards the North Star. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's like such an important part of sailing because it, that's where the compass is pointing and that's how they keep track. Gotta know the stars. Exactly. I've seen Moana. Oh, who hasn't? everyone better great movie by the way not a sponsor yep. but great movie pause the podcast go watch <laughs> moana come back and you'll understand if you personally know dwayne the rock johnson have him sponsor us yeah 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 definitely do that <laughs> um so at the equator the navigators were starting to get stressed and terrified because their compasses were no longer pointing towards the North Star. Uh, it was said that it was pointing like an entire click northwest and it was off completely. And some later uh, stories say that the, the compass was even like spinning crazily. Uh, there's nothing that says that about, there's nothing that says that in the excerpt, but that was said. So huh. uh, it was also stated that the stars the North Star and constellation around them were moving. So, and I quote, they were of opinion that land was near. The pilots took the sun's amplitude and found that the needles varied to the northwest a whole point of the compass. The seamen were terrified and dismayed without saying why. The admiral discovered the cause and ordered them to, ordered them to take the am- amplitude again the next morning. When they found the needle was true, the cause was that the star moved from its place while the needles remained stationary. So, just to break that down a little bit more, while they were sailing, the star was moving, but their needles were staying still. So, in their mind, the stars were moving, right? Sounds like they got a sticky compass. Yeah. So, <laughs> they were terrified because this is the only way to keep track of where you're going. Yeah. So, like, if your compass isn't working, you could literally be sailing anywhere. And that is terrifying. Die. Exactly. So, uh, the stars weren't where they were supposed to be. Now, why was this? Um, we know that Columbus lied to his men about far how far they had gone. So, this could have easily messed up their navigation. It could have, you know... If you're driving and someone's like, oh, yeah, it's 30 miles away. And like, oh, how many miles have we driven? Like, oh, we've only driven five. And in reality, you've driven like 25. You'd be like, oh, yeah. (laughs) So you could easily throw them off. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Uh, Also, their compasses could have messed up due to the equator. Uh, For some reason, the equator does. It like flips. Not some reason. It flips the polarity of things. Because you go from northern to southern hemisphere. Huh. 
Uh, they also could not. They also could simply just like messed up their position in the sea with the sky. That's entirely plausible. But what's the most plausible is that aliens were following them around the ocean and watching them as they made one of the first voyages across the ocean. Yeah, these aliens are just playing tricks on them. Yeah, I mean the constellation. It said the constellations were moving, like the lights in the sky were moving. I'm pretty <laughs> inclined to say, as a professional paranormal investigator, that. They were probably watching these three ships make one of the first voyages from Europe to America because we're like their reality TV show. They're like, oh, it's happening. This is the season finale. You're right. Honestly, and then some dick of an alien was like, watch this. <laughs> watch this. Hey, watch this. Hey, Frank, turn on the brights. We're going to fly across the sky into the sea. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And then yeah, and that's... then Columbus saw the flashing lights falling into the sea. Yeah, it all ties together. Threw some mermaids at him. <laughs> yeah. Hey, go get the man. Go get the mermaids out of the cargo. <laughs> go hole. get the mermaids. <laughs> Drop them in the ocean real quick. <laughs> Only the ugly ones. Only the... <laughs> keep the pretty ones. <laughs> <laughs> Those are for us. <laughs> oh no. So that was they. So so far, we've seen mermaids. We've seen a pillar of fire flying through the air into the sea and we've seen the stars moving in the sky okay so the last little excerpt that i'm gonna talk about is when they're actually pretty close to landing on the islands uh like i think it was like four hours before they landed so pretty dang close mm -hmm. the admiral of the ship i think it was the i think it was the santa maria he was on the stern castle which I don't, I don't know ships. I'm assuming that's that's the big pointy thing in the sky. Sure. But <laughs> he was there watching for land because they had a... Well, Columbus was like, whoever finds land first gets a nice silk jacket. And they were like, oh, hell yeah, silk. Ooh, I'd go for that. Yeah, so everyone was watching really close. And he was watching. And what he said he saw was a very faint light in the water. He called another sailor over, but that sailor couldn't see anything because, uh, you know, if you couldn't see anything back then, you're kind of screwed. They didn't have contacts. They didn't have glasses, right. maybe. Like 1492. I don't know. But they didn't have contacts. So I would have been screwed. So yeah. that guy was like, I don't see anything. So the Admiral was then like, hey, other guy, come here. And the other guy came over. And the sailor did see this light. And they described they, they, it. They must have had glasses. Because they had those, like, uh... <laughs> Yeah, those telescopes. Oh yeah, they did. They yeah, they had looking glasses. Yeah, oh, yeah, they totally looking had glasses. glasses. They knew how to do lens. Yeah. Yeah. Benjamin Franklin's glasses. I, I've seen National Treasure too. Well, that's actually in the first one, but. Oh yeah, huh? Yeah, National Treasure. Yeah, two is the City of Gold. Yeah. Fine movies. Seaport Once again, off. not sponsored by Disney, but. Oh, uh, but if you want to, Disney. <laughs> so now, go ahead and pause the podcast. Go watch National Treasure 1 and 2, uh, and then come best, back. Those are my favorite movies of all time. Probably my favorite Nick Cage movies. But I digress. All time. I digress, okay? so All time. <laughs> the sailors saw the light, and they described it as, and I quote, at the, after the admiral said it, it was seen once or twice, and it was like a small wax candle that rose and lifted up and then went back down. So, they're saying that they see this light in the sea, 
and that it was in the water and it was rising up and lifting back down kind of like I guess I guess it's kind of like the light going in and out of the water but it happened repeatedly and it was very small because uh, they did see it from very far away and this one's kind of crazy because the theories on this one range from lights on land to ships with lights to like a different island that was further away from the one they landed on that had lights on it but I don't know I have a hard time believing this modern theory on this one the most so the modern theory on this one is that there are a specific type of protozoa that light up in the ocean in that area so when they light up they do a mating ritual that looks like that kind of and they do this at the same time every year like clockwork mm -hmm. but it always revolves around a full moon and the reason I have trouble mm -hmm. believing this one is because the moon at that night was a was a quarter moon according to uh... historical you know I it's I can't say for 100% sure in 1492 September whatever that it was a quarter moon that night but according to keeping track of the moon it was a quarter moon yeah that I mean that proves that it's not true right there it's pretty unlikely now they do say this is it but I don't know I've seen bioluminescent algae right and it's from how far they were still four hours from land that's, that's pretty far yeah that's I mean it's, yeah that's pretty far so the likelihood that they were to see a little light rising up and down if it was protozoa that's pretty far I don't I'm not subscribing to that theory no I mean maybe it's like a glowing flying fish yeah there was another one I think it was a they saw a bioluminescent squid huh. which that's eh, not bad Sure. But what if it wasn't any of those, Wade? What if what they saw was a large and very far away light? So, <gasps> if you know the Earth, you know it's a globe, unless you think it's flat. Well, we've proven that it's a flat Earth yeah. already. So, for some reason, the Earth, even though it's flat, curves, right? It curves, and sometimes yeah. you see the horizon. So, what if they saw a large and very far away light? And as the Earth curved, it dipped below the horizon, and it disappeared. That means the light would be pretty big, and it would huh. be far away, like a UFO ship. Oh, shoot. Exactly. I think they probably just saw a faraway UFO ship in the sky going over the horizon. Clearly. Clearly. Makes sense. Exactly. It, we, we did the scientific but theory on it. I, I like the giant squid. Giant. The luminescent squid. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. That one's probably the most believable. I, I just I have a hard time with the protozoa. Can't do that one. So, we had mermaids. We had a falling fi column of fire in the sky. Mm -hmm. We had moving stars. And we had dancing mm -hmm. lights. Okay. So... What you may not know about UFO theories is that there is a pretty big theory that the Earth is a landing planet, and our planet is used to house ships, and you know, as humans grew and took over more land, that only left one space for alien ships to land. That's the ocean. So. Huh. <laughs> now stay with me here. <laughs> okay. 
Could the ocean be used as a space for aliens to land in? Could the ocean have landing pads and stations under the water so that when they get to Earth, they plunge into the water, they do their little alien business, they refuel, and then they leave again and come out of the water and fly back into the sky? That's a really interesting idea. I've, I've, it's, it's pretty popular idea. So maybe Columbus witnessed one of these landings as a ship that went under the water and rose when it was done. You know, that's, yeah. that's a pretty, there's a lot of uh, stories from sailors about lights following them or going underwater when they're at sea. That's a pretty, you could just Google lights at sea yeah. and get tons of stories. I have have you seen that recent news article that said they discovered an ancient continent under the water now? No, I have not. I need to look that up. Yeah, I maybe that's like a landing pad. It could be. It very well could be. I think it's entirely possible that there are landing pads under the ocean. I think it's entirely possible they've been visiting us for millions of years and i think it's entirely possible that when it's very dark at sea and the only thing you have is you your two ship your three ships around you and nothing but black ocean you could totally see a ship land into the water and then come back out later yeah so i mean yeah you gotta you gotta look up that um and listeners you gotta look up that uh continent yeah for sure that was i'll uh I'll try and find it, and I can post it on the Twitter. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Check it out, guys. Yeah, we'll, we'll post on that Twitter later. So, there are plenty of modern theories about what Columbus and his crew saw. Granted, we'll never know. There's like, you know, it's been, what, 600 years? I can't do math. I can't either. You know that. It's been a lot of years. <laughs> Listen, I'm a history major. I'm not a math major. It's been a lot of years. Uh, and we're never going to know exactly what Columbus saw. But I totally believe that he saw UFOs in the sky, things that aren't normal. There's plenty of reason to believe that aliens were following him or he saw an alien land or whatever. It's uh, It's just pretty interesting that we can go back that far in time and still find these crazy paranormal things that we still find today. You know, aliens have pretty much been acknowledged by the U.S. government lately. Yep. And, or not not aliens, but unidentified flying objects have pretty much been identified by the U.S. government, whereas they've come out and been like, yeah, we don't know what that is. So, I mean, from 2022, 2021 to 1492, you see nothing's really changed. Nope, still still the same old, same old. Still unidentified lights falling from the sky, man. All that good stuff. Yeah, so if you want, listeners, you could totally look up some of these on your own. Just literally all I googled was Columbus, Christopher Columbus, lights at sea, and you get plenty of stories. Now, I will, that disclaimer earlier, some of them are pretty dramatic. Uh, They have been dramatic since like the 1700s so keep that in mind i gave you what's right off of his journal but some of the other uh 
some of the other stories that have been adapted are way more dramatic. So, mm-hmm. but with that, we're just going to end this week's podcast. I was super excited for this episode. I think it was very fun to research. Of course, I'm a history guy, so this was completely in my ballpark. It was a really cool one. I like this one a lot. I always love uh, the ancient history stuff. Oh, yeah. It's it's fun. It's fun st- fun things to think about. Not ancient history, but... That's pretty close. History. It's not... It's not, it's not close. Yeah. It's not very far, not recent though. history. Yeah. We had one about Rome. <laughs> it's further yeah. than this. Yeah. But thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate it, and we really love that you guys are watching us and sharing our podcast and just enjoying this thing that we have just kind of passion projected over... The last, well, it's been, what is this, episode six? It's been a month and a half now. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. It's been fun. It has been fun. I love doing it. We love interacting with you guys. We love getting y'all's, um, y'all's submissions. So follow us on Twitter, at Lost Chapters Pod. I'll be posting that article on our Twitter. So you can check that out if, you, if, that, if that interests you. You can retweet our tweets, interact with us, send in some user submissions. We did the Windigo was actually a user submission, and we have plenty more. So the sound, you know, just interact with us. We love to talk to you guys and hear some of your own scary stories. Yep. Let us know. Tell your friends about us. Uh, tell your local gym teacher about us. Yeah, the gym teacher's girlfriend, which is actually the principal. <laughs> but not the principal, but the gym teacher isn't the principal's boyfriend oh it's it's not on record no, that's that uh, we could do an entire episode about that because that's a big don't tell theory. the gym teacher's wife and don't tell the principal's husband Nope. but uh tell your mom about us too call your mom tell him hey mom i love you uh go listen to the lost chapters podcast by wayne and Jacob. oh unless your mom is the principal then don't do that well you know still tell her to listen just don't listen to us teacher. next time. <laughs> listen, hey mom, go listen to every episode but chapter <laughs> six. Yep. <laughs> Leave that one alone. Yep. And then tell her you love her. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see y'all later. Until next time, um, thanks for listening and have a spooky week. Bye, guys. <laughs>